Hey everybody, and welcome to the Harvest Community Church Podcast. We hope this message today brings you encouragement and inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. If you ever have any questions or you want to learn more about us as a church, you can always check us out at harvesttn.com. Enjoy the message. I'm going to do, for those of you, this is a good Sunday if you're visiting because you're going to perhaps learn some things about Harvest that will um, either lead you to be like, hey, I want to come there some more, or man, I'm never coming there again. So that's, that's a good thing, right? Uh, and for those of you that, that call yourself harvesters, um, you may do the same. You may hear some things and be like, I didn't know that all this time. I, I don't know that I want to be a part of that. Or you may be like, yep, that's why I want to be a part of that. So um, hopefully that you know, makes you go, oh gosh, what's she going to talk about today? Well, I'm actually going to talk about, if you can go ahead and put that, put that slide up, um, I'm going to talk about that. Now, that is, is, a, that is our, our total uh, name of our church logo and tagline all in, all in one. And you've seen that before. Some of, you, uh, some of you have the shirt. Some of you have many of the shirts that go along with that. And, and so I'm going to do a little bit in the way of instruction for you, but mostly what I'm going to talk about is that tagline at the bottom. And we spent a long time when we, when we put that together, uh, but I've actually learned something just in the last month, uh, having done a, uh, some Bible study on my own, where I learned an even deeper meaning to that tagline that God sort of uh, showed me that we already have in place here, which, which I just got really excited about. So before I do that, let me tell you a couple of things that you may not know uh, about our logo. We don't, we don't do anything here uh, just randomly. We think about, we pray about, we talk about things a lot. Uh, we even, I, I, I don't know how many times we've spent at staff meeting just in the last couple of weeks talking about... Um, toilet paper dispensers and uh, soap dispensers and paper towels. We even think about those, those kinds of things, but we spent a long time thinking about, we had had an initial uh, logo in the very beginning of Harvest and then decided it was time to, to kind of update that maybe, I don't, I'm not even sure, a long time ago, maybe 13, 14 years ago, we, uh, we had a team that spent a lot of time talking about this. So. First, let me talk about the, uh, the, the logo itself. And, and you've probably seen it's out in the lobby, a, a big, giant one of those uh, made out of wood. Perhaps what, you, perhaps what you don't know is that that is a heart. It's not a finished heart. And each of those little, sometimes it's hard, to, it, 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 it's hard to see when you look at it from far away, but you can, the one in the lobby, you see that those are all individual circles that, that come together. Of course, the cross is in the middle because that is the thing. Jesus is what draws us towards the middle. But every person that comes to harvest is one of those dots. And, and what we want to see is you get ever closer. You see it's thicker the closer you get to the cross. But you see all those dots outside, sort of on the edges? That's because we're never going to be finished product. We're never going to get to the point where we're like, we're good. Let's just, let's just lock the doors, and, and we got harvest, and, and, and that's all we need to think about. We are forever going to be an unfinished product. 
we are going to be something that the next person that comes in, the next one of those little circles that hopefully moves ever closer to the cross is going to help complete that heart. And so when people ask you, what is that? Now you know what to tell them. Another thing I'll tell you is, again, very intentional, is you'll notice that uh, in our stuff we don't use capital letters. That was purposeful. It's not because it was, it was trendy at the time. It, it's because we are never going to make much of ourselves. It's never going to be about Harvest Community Church. Um, it's always going to be about the only one that should have a capital letter, and that's Jesus Christ. He is the one that should have capital letters. All of us, our names are with small letters. Harvest Community Church will always be in small letters. And then there's that tagline. And we spent a lot of time talking about that. We were like, if we have our logo out there, if we have our, our name out there, what is one line? What is one thing that we could say that somebody driving by would get a little bit of an idea? Who are they? Because, you know, we don't have a church sign. We don't have one of those signs, that, and we don't put a sign up that says, which I, I, I just, the irony of a sign that says that we're a church and all are welcome is, is just like so funny to me. Do you really have to tell people that you're a friendly church and put that on your sign? Do you really have to tell people that, that everybody's welcome there? I'm like, we are doing something wrong if you have to put that on your sign to say that. So we didn't want a church sign because, well, there's no telling if Bud got a hold of the letters what he'd put up there. Anyway, but we wanted there to be something that we said, and, and so we all all the leadership of Harvest, we've all come out of traditional churches, and some of them have been um, really functional churches, but some of them have been very unhealthy churches. And, and one of the things that we said is we don't ever want to be a church that is focused on ourselves. So we don't ever want to be just associated with us. That's part of us, so that's in there. We're us. And so right now, in this service, everybody gathered here in this building and next door, and, and, the, and the kids, we're the us today. But that's not the only people that matter. We're also individual yous. People that you walk across in the street are, are part of us. They're the, they're the yous. And then there's the them. You know, usually there's a us and a them. Whatever group you're involved in is the us, and then there's those other people. We don't want to be, we don't want to be one or the other. So we're going to be a part of the them. Whoever comes in the door, you're, you're welcome here. You fit in one of those categories and you belong because that's who we are as a church and that's what we want to explain to everybody by one little statement. So now if you never knew that and you wear the shirt and people go, what's that mean? You're like, and you made something up. Now you can, <clears throat> straight from the horse's mouth, <clears throat> no comments, you can, you can tell what that means. But then, just, just last month, because um, in summertime, I don't, I, I don't teach classes. That, that's when I'm doing my own educating. And so I uh, did, a, did a class on my own on First and Second Thessalonians. And <clears throat> it was a class that was supposed to be 10 weeks long, and it had probably 12 hours of lecture materials, and I listened to all the lecture in two days and just really absorbed a lot. And I was kind of hard because I was driving while I was listening, and, and so I, I, I couldn't stop and, and, and make notes and things like that. But part of the teaching that happened in this 
God just kind of revealed something to me about that tagline that's an additional thing that I didn't even know when we put that together. We honestly put it together to, so that we wouldn't identify with only one group. But the teaching that I got is what I want to talk about today, and the teaching is about that there are three necessary groups of people for there to be a healthy church. And I was like, that, it was so cool, and I'm going to get to that in just a minute. But we have those three groups but we have to keep having those three groups. And we can't ever just sit down and put our feet up. And so I, I, before I get to what that particular teaching is, um, I have to do a couple other things. And so I have to tell, ask the question. Now, it's a rhetorical question, so I'm going to answer it myself so you don't have to be like, oh, no, she's going to wait for somebody to answer. But I'm going to ask the question, why are we here as a church? Why, why is Harvest here? And so I'm going to tell you three reasons that we are not here before I get to the reason that we are here. And so the first reason I'm going to tell you that Harvest does not exist is for your entertainment. We're, we're not here to entertain. Now, l- let me explain that because there's lots of places that you go that are in big open places that have lots of chairs where you come and you sit down. You could go to a movie, you could go to a concert, you could go to a sporting event, you pick it and you come in and you sit down in a seat and and something happens and you you laugh and you cry and you maybe get mad and maybe get happy and then it's over and then you get up and, and you leave and that's the end of it. But that's not why we're here. If you have in mind that this is just a place to come and, and, and sit back. We talked about one time that we would love to get recliners, but then we thought that would be a, a bad, a bad, bad, bad idea. Because you can't put your seat all the way back and, and put your feet up. This isn't that kind of church. This is never going to be that kind of church where it's like, I'm just going to settle down into my seat and get nice and comfy and be entertained then I'm just going to say the words from right up here, this is not the right church for you, because that's not what we're going to be about. It's never what we've been about. It's never what we're going to be about. Another thing that we're not about is if you are, all of you, even if if church is brand new to you, even if today is the first time you've ever come to church in your life, you've been around church people. You've seen the kind of things. You understand that we tend to walk around with a checklist in our back pocket, right? And there's certain things that's put upon us that we think we're supposed to do because we've got to earn our way into heaven, right? I, I, what, this teaching that so many people believe that. Well, harvest does not exist, so you can check the box that you came to church, and so you're in right standing with God, and so at least for today you can be like, ah, oh, he's not mad at me. Guess what? He's not mad at you. We sang it in the first song, he's madly in love with you. Okay, you can just take your little list and you you can just rip it up because you don't have to check off a thing. And so we're not here so that you can just go, yep, went to church on Sunday, I feel good about things. That's not why we exist. We also don't exist to be so that you can join a club with all those things that membership has privileges. Because guess what? We don't even have membership. 
So there's another little thing that you might not have known, and we're very intentional about not having membership as well. Because membership means that some people get to come in and some people don't get to come in. Membership means that you have to do some things and almost sort of pass a test before you're allowed into the inner sanctum of membership to know all the secret handshakes and all of those kinds of things. So we don't have a member. Because here's the thing, we don't own you. You don't belong to us, you belong to Jesus, the one with the capital J. You belong to him and him alone. You want to do something at another church, you like coming here to services, but you like doing something somewhere else, go ahead. See, you're not going to hear that very much from a pastor at a church that says, if you want to do something somewhere, go ahead. Because they're like, no, you have to do everything here. And if you're a member, then you're going to feel like, if I go and do somewhere somewhere else, I have to sneak and do it because I'm cheating on harvest. Is that the, you're going to serve Jesus Christ somewhere? And you're cheating on harvest? Is that the silliest thing you ever heard? So we just don't even have membership. So all of you, you want to be a member of harvest? There you go. Was that easy? Was that, was that the easiest thing? So there's no, there's no membership. There's no privileges. You want to be a part of us? We want you to be a part of us. But that's not why we exist. And here is. So I told you three reasons we don't exist. Here's why and the one and only reason that Harvest is here is to grow us in our faith. It's to mature you in your relationship with God. Jesus told us one thing. The last thing he said to us, the Great Commission, he could have said anything he wanted. He could have said, go and bake a birthday cake for every person every day all the time and sing happy birthday. He could have done whatever he wanted, but he said, go and tell people about me. You can't tell people about him unless you know him, unless you're growing in him, unless you understand all the things about being in relationship with him. That's why we exist, is to grow all of us. And growth means movement. It doesn't mean parking in a chair and sitting there and being entertained. Now, I'm going to give you four scriptures that kind of back that up because I don't make anything up. I, I get everything I get from scripture, and I'm going to go through them kind of rapidly because they're short, and they all sort of say the same things. So if you want to flip in your Bible, you certainly can, and no surprise, see, and I got my big revelation about the tagline from Thessalonians that I'm going to start out in 1 Thessalonians. It's way in the back of your Bibles, or it'll be up here on the screen as well. So I'm going to start with uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter, and that's hard to say Thessalonians over and over. Tried doing that five times afterwards. I, I'm starting up. It's the last time I'm going to say that. Um, so 1 Thess chapter 5, verse 11, says this. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. So everything that I learned, the big teaching I got about the tagline, which I'm, I'm going to get to, that, that, that's coming up, the, the three components of what makes up a healthy church come from, from this particular verse. Now, I'm going to jump over. Uh, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to talk about the, the commonalities of these afterwards, but I'm going to jump to the next verse. And so we're going to go over to the book of Hebrews, which if you're in your real Bible, you're just flipping over just a, just a few pages this way. Uh, to Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13. But encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, 
so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Hmm, those, two, those two sound fairly similar. Now we're going to flip over still in the book of Hebrews to chapter 10, verses 24 and 25, and it says this, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging, oh, there's that word again, one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So that right there is saying we should be doing it more, not less. So still that word encouraging. Now we're going to jump back just a little bit, still in the New Testament to the book of Ephesians. We're going to go to chapter 4. And we're going to look at verse 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So building one another up is another word for encouragement. So those four verses talk about encouraging somebody. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think of the word encouragement, I always, I always visualize, visualize everything. It drives people nuts. My poor husband, pray for him. Um, but I visualize, like, and we've probably all been around or at least seen um, a little tiny toddler who, who decides the first time they're going to pull themselves up, right, and they're holding on to something, their legs are all wobbly, they get those cute little chunky, you know, all those, yeah, when it's still cute to be, look like that. Yeah, those <laughs> cute little legs, and they're, Right? And, and whoever it is is on the other side. And this is what encouragement looks like to me. Come on. Come on. You can do it, right? And sometimes you have to get closer because they're only going to, they're afraid to let go of whatever they're holding on to. But we come closer and then we back up, right? And they, they come closer and they take their little wobbly steps, right? Is that what, can you visualize that in the idea of encouragement? You would never visualize encouragement as the little wobbly baby stands up there and it's holding on to the thing and it, it, it's all wobbly, ready to fall over, and the person's going over here and they go, you're good, you're great, you're going to grow up to be a great person and you just walk away. And you just leave them for the rest of their lives like this, right? That's not encouraging. That's not what we're called to do here. We're called to go to each other. Come on. Come on. Come on, you can do it. I know you can do it. Come on. And sometimes we have to get real close to the person, right? They need some extra attention. And we got to get real close, and we get down, we go, God loves you. Come on. You can do it. That's what we're here to do with each other. That is Harvest's only purpose to be here. Now, there has to be a process there has, to be, there has to be some kind of way we do that. We're getting, we're getting closer to those three, the, those three groups of people. But one more thing I want to say about the church is we've gotten this idea about church, just like we have about God. See, with God, we create. It's like we go to a Build-A-Bear workshop, and, and we pick the different parts of God that we think he is. And we make a God, and that's who we want him to be. Well, we do the same thing with church. We decide what it should be like and what it means. But we need to look at what God said the church is supposed to be. You know, I was walking with Ryan last night at the park. We were, we were walking uh, the dog, and I said, you know, 
Sometimes I said I dread that we ever bought property. I kind of wish we still did church where we, I know some of you that had to unload the trailers are going, what is she saying? But when we unloaded the trailers every Sunday and we didn't have a home and we just borrowed somebody else's, we had the idea of what church was. And now we have all this, all this property and we've just gotten real comfortable with what church means. It's not a place we go. It is a living organism. That's what Jesus always had in mind. It is alive. Okay, when we say the body of Christ, he's the head, right? We're supposed to be the body of Christ. Is it a dead body? But we don't think about it like that, right? We don't think, uh, you know, you don't walk up to somebody and, what are you doing tonight? Oh, they're, they're, having, a, they're having a meeting over at, uh, I'm going to the body of Christ tonight. Where are you going on Sunday? I'm going over to the body of Christ. We say the church and we think about it as a place. But we've got to get away from that. This is just a building. Okay, sometimes, uh, you know, some of the old church teaching was that this particular room, that I, I, I cringe to even use the word sanctuary. You know, a, a sanctuary. <laughs> like, the, like the place is holy. Okay? There used to be a sanctuary. And when Jesus died on the cross and that, and that veil got torn away, now the body is the holy place. Okay? We are a living, breathing organism. And one of the things about living, breathing organisms is, now I'm going to do a science word, but I'm not going to do my Bill Nye the science guy um, little thing because the last time I did that and I came up with a little nickname for myself that rhymed, um, I, got, I got just picked on for a long time after that. So I'm going to use a sciencey word. So for those of you that have just, any students in here that have maybe have taken biology not all that long ago, you may know the word symbiosis. And, and symbiosis is a relationship that, that two uh, living organisms, they need each other. Okay, I'm going to actually talk about, and, and this thing that I learned about the, the tagline, the, the were you, us, and them, the three components. We are necessary, the three parts of a healthy church are necessary for each other. Now, a, a symbiotic relationship, I was like, ooh, what if somebody doesn't understand that? How can I explain that? So I, I Googled it, and, the, and one of the pictures that came up, and I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I can tell them about this. A picture came up of a rhinoceros with a little white bird sitting on his back. That's kind of a symbiotic relationship because rhinoceros, uh, rhinoceroses, rhinoceri, whatever they are, more than one rhinoceros is walking around, and they have all kinds of bugs and parasites on them that aren't good for them. Well, a bird, certain kinds of birds sit on them as they're walking around and pick all that stuff off because they need to eat that. It's a symbiotic relationship. They need each other for survival. And we are three parts here in a healthy church, and we need each other. Now, I'm finally getting to talking about we're you, we're us, and we're them. So everybody in this room fits into one of three categories. Now, 
I was real careful when I was kind of thinking through this, and I was, I was, the Lord was talking to me, and I was talking to the Lord. I was like, oh, I, I need to be careful here because anytime you start talking about that we're in one of three groups, it means that one group might be better than another group, right? Not those kind of groups. We've already established in here there's only one in here that should have a capital letter. Jesus with a capital J. Everybody else, we should have harvest, and everybody that's here should have small letters. We're not the important part. There's not one group that I'm going to talk about that's better than another one. They're just three components. And, and when this teacher talked about that and said there's a, there's a you and us and a they, they use the word they, but it fits with us for them, I went, we have that. That's our tagline. Are we a healthy church? And I, and I realized we are, but we have to keep being that. So the first group I'm going to tell you about is that she talked about in, in her teaching, they, but in our tagline, it's them. Them are, that sounds, I'm going to say that, them are the people, but that, you know what I mean? I'm talking about them, but I don't talk like that. Them are those people. No. <sighs> the group of them are people that, that, that are new. They're either new to looking at a relationship with Jesus. They've never been a part of a church. They've been broken by the church. They've been a part of a church, and they're like, I swore I'd never walk back into one of those places because those are the meanest people that, that ever lived. Been there with you. Been around some of the meanest people that ever lived. Not here. Okay? But in some way, broken searching, in need of something. And that's a necessary component of harvest. And you're welcome here. And what I would say, if you find yourself in that category, you're just like, man, I'm just, the world has beaten me down in some way. I'm not even sure I believe in God. Maybe you're in that category, or you're just like, I'm broken, I'm hurting. The church has hurt me, I'm disillusioned, I'm something, I'm needy. Then come in here. And I'll tell you, we're going to do our very best to push away all the obstacles so you get to Jesus, because that's all you need. You just need to get face-to-face -face time with Jesus and get to know him. But let me tell you, if you're in that category, then you sit and you soak, and you get well. But that's the important part you need to know. You can't stay in that place. I've seen too many people that have decided, um, I'm broken. So I'm just going to be a victim the rest of my life, and there's my excuse for everything that ever is going to happen to me, and I'm just going to stay right there. And you can't. The body of Christ is a living organism. We have to move. The purpose of this church is to help you grow. You've got to heal and grow. So if that's the place you find yourself in, then by all means, come, come, come get one of us. Come talk to one of us. Come come to a Bible study. Keep coming to church. Get what you need with Jesus and get well. And then you've got to move. Because guess what? If everybody that ever was a them, which most of us were all thems at some point, if we stayed as a them, then our seats are full and there's no room for the next them that comes through the door. You've got to move. And so the next category is the you. And that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people that are like, oh, I... I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and, 
And I, I love coming to Harvest. I just love it. I just love sitting. I would, every time there's church, I want to be there. And I've even gotten to the point where I'm thinking about or I have volunteered to do something. And that's great. But there's a ton of room to grow within the you category. You're not done. If I'm not done, you're not done. And I'm not near done. Ask the people I work with. They'll go, she's like half-baked. She's not done. She's, is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, if I'm not done, you're not done. You've got you to gotta grow in that. And the, and the big cautionary tale, if you're in that category and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a part. I'm a, I'm a part of a healthy church, is that you get real comfortable. I, I don't want to grow anymore because I'm doing something for the Lord. I'm learning something about the Lord. I'm loving the Lord. But I don't want to get uncomfortable again. It's not about your comfort. It's not about my comfort. It's about growing so that we can grow up and go out there and tell people the good news of Jesus Christ, share the gospel message. And if you're just kind of like, yeah, I know a little bit about him, you're the most dangerous because you know a little bit about him and, and you're like real comfortable. You've got to keep growing because guess what? Eventually, you've got to grow out of the place of you because the thems need to become yous. You're getting this, right? If I told this to anybody else, they'd be like, what are you saying? But I've explained this, I hope. So you've got to move, yous, because the thems need to become yous so that there's more room for the new thems. Man, that sounds bad to an English person. It just sounds bad. But then there's the us. And the us, I'm in that category. I'm not done learning. I've got a long way to go in the us, but I'm called to be leadership here. And let me tell you, this is the best environment because I was a you for a long time. I knew for a long time that God was calling me into the ministry. And I just avoided it and avoided it and avoided it. And I came here, and let me tell you, the people that are the other staff people I work with, some of them you know and some of them you don't know, they're the greatest people that you could ever know because they love me enough to never let me just put my roots down and get comfortable. They're always doing this. Come on. Come on. I have grown and stretched because of the people I work with. But eventually, the us's, we're getting older. I was going to say old. We're getting older. And we need more of yous to move, to grow, to learn, and to step up and go. I'm not saying come up here and say, I'll be, a, I'll be the pastor. I'm not saying that. I'm saying into leadership roles where you are mature in your faith, where you can go, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll teach that. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll lead that. You've got to grow because the baton always has to be passed because the yous have to become us's so that the thems can become yous so that there can be new thems out there. Did I say that right? Because in my head it sounded right. It sounded right in my head. We've got to grow. This is not a place for you. I, uh, you know, a, a pastor dances all over the place never wanting somebody to leave their congregation. I don't want anybody to leave, but I'm telling you right now, this is not a place for you if you just want to sit there. We get in each other's faces and we go, not this way, this way. Come on. Jesus has so much more in store. I can't wait to keep going, come on, because there's so much more to learn. Would you stand up and step up 
and keep growing. I want you, if you're like me, you have, you have summer brain, and I get way out there in the summertime, and I'm letting myself roll way out there till the end of the July, and then I got to kind of reel it back in because we got we to gotta kick back into high gear. I'll be teaching again. I got to do all these things. Maybe you're like that. Maybe you're, you're out there. Spend the rest of the summer thinking about, because some of you, I know it, because I sat there for years going, he's calling me to something more. And it wasn't right to a pastor. He's not calling all of you to be pastors, but he's calling all of you to move. Whatever place that you're in, in that tagline, and you're in one of those categories, he's going, come on. I got so much to show, show you. I got so much for you to learn. And some of you have been running and avoiding and whatever for a long time. Spend the rest of the summer going, what does he want me to do? What does he want me to learn? What does he want me to step out of my comfort zone and be and do? And then move. Move with us. Let me pray and then we're going to sing. Lord, you have so much more for us than we want for ourselves. We are addicted to our own comfort. I know it's true, because I do it. But Lord, you're calling us to more. Would you make us uncomfortable? Would you draw us and show us, you know, when we step out of our comfort zones, man, you're going to be right there. And it's going to be a beautiful thing, because there's more people out there that need to come in these doors. But right now, we're sitting in their seats, because we haven't moved. For all of us, Lord, wherever we are, You're not asking us to jump across some giant chasm. You're asking us to to stand up on those little wobbly legs and take one more step into you. Call us, Lord. Catch us, Lord. Equip us, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Let's sing. Thank you for joining us today. If you've enjoyed listening, be sure to hit the subscribe button and rate and review the podcast. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you again next week.